Thank you. I'm hoping you'll find this is not my good idea, but actually it's God's good idea about giving thanks. And so I'm just going to chat briefly about why that could be so. And then we've got an opportunity today to give thanks, to give thanks personally for what God's done for us, to give thanks publicly, maybe in front of everybody or just chatting with somebody else. And then also to give thanks corporately because we're going to sing at the end, um, sing our songs of worship, which are another way of giving thanks. You know, when we came in this morning, a number of people said, oh, the Christmas decorations are still up. Feels like Christmas was a long time ago. And we did leave the decorations up because, as Nigel mentioned, we had a wedding yesterday. And this can be a big venue to decorate. And so it was lovely to be able to have the decorations here to add to the celebration of the day. But I don't know about you, but Christmas does feel quite a long time away. And how many people have finished all their packing up from Christmas. Have you finished? You're putting the decorations away. You've got the tree put away. Everyone written their thank you letters? Yeah, no. <laughs> Some people have. Well, when I was looking online, I don't know about you, but Christmas thank you letters in our house, some people love doing them, and for some people, they're a bit of a groaner. And I found this little picture online. Perhaps you could pop that up for me, please, Charles. And a little poem which says, My mum always tells me to write a brief thank you note that's polite. To avoid her tongue lash, thanks a bunch for the cash, and please tell her you got it, right? And so, if you want to have a copy of that for next year, to put in your thank you cards, then you can think about doing that. But so, why are we having a great big thank you service? What's that about? Because obviously, we come to church week by week, we meet in life groups, we connect with people, and we do say thank you to God. I mean, if you've got kids, I don't know whether you pray with them at night time. Often with um, our J-Day, Day, we say, what do you want to say thank you for today? Thank you, Jesus, for... And we say thank you for what's happened in the day. But I don't know about you, because I find that sometimes the pace of life and my humanness means I forget things. There are many times when I go to God and say, God, please, I need help with this. Please, will you provide for this? I need peace in this situation. What do I do about that? And yet how many times do I actually look back at all those different things and see what he did do and how he did respond and say, wow, thank you for providing for that. Thank you for wisdom in that situation. Thank you for your answer here. And so as we were thinking about what to do today, looking into the year, I wondered if we should look back first. I felt like God prompted me. And I know we do have chance to give stories and to tell testimonies week by week. But, you know, sometimes people come to me and say, this amazing thing happened this week. I say, wow, that's great. Would you like to share it? Like, oh, no, I can't stand up in front of people and share it. And I do understand that because it's not for everybody to stand up and talk publicly. But my concern is that when we don't thank God publicly, either just with one other person or in front of lots of people, then actually we're not giving him the opportunity to have praise and glory and honour for what he's done. If we're not careful, we can kind of be taking that for ourselves. And so this morning we're having our great big thank you service. And the reason it's important is because God is. God is powerful. God is awesome. God is majestic. He is beautiful. He's loving. He's faithful. He's kind. You can add to the list. And God does. God sent Jesus so that we could be friends with him. God provides for our needs. He meets us in difficult situations. So God's at work. And part of you might say, well, so what can I do or say to add to that? What difference does it make whether or not I actually say anything? The Bible talks about God's glory. And nothing that we can do or say can either add to 
or take away from his character. So he's just saying thank you, kind of going to this egotistical God and saying, oh, thanks so very much, a bit like the obligatory thank you letter. Well, I don't think so. I found this quote this week from a Methodist minister who's called Alfred Painter. And he said, giving thanks is not just good manners, it's good spirituality. And I'm going to show you from the Bible why that's the case. In 1 Chronicles 16, 23 to 25, the words are on the screen. I've got mine on my iPad, but these are actually from the book of the Bible. I usually have my Bible with me to show you, and they are actually from the real Bible. And it says, sing to the Lord, all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. So we can't add to or take away from God's beauty, his magnificence, his glory, his majesty, his might, his power, his love. We can't make any difference to that. But what we can do is that we can, look at this lovely picture, we can be like windows that show people the glory and majesty and beauty of God. And so if you imagine God's kind of inside the shop, his glory and majesty are shining through. There's somebody passing by who doesn't know him, who isn't aware of how amazing he is just yet. And we, as believers who've met him, are just like the window. We give an opening so that he can show this kindness in his life. Just thinking about Trish and John going treasure hunting. Those people in the shop, I'm assuming it sounds like they didn't know God. They hadn't had the chance to encounter his kindness. And yet in going, in speaking of who he was, the fact that he does talk to us, the fact that he does give clues, that he does care, they were providing a window for people to look in. And that's what our role is. We can't add to his glory. We can't take away from it. But we can help that be reflected to other people. And so sometimes we do sing. We sing, we give you glory. And that's what it means. We don't add to his glory, but we let that glory be seen by other people. And so what better place than to start than to start here? Of course, go and tell your stories. Of course, go and tell your neighbours about the wonder of God. But also, let's have a chance to do that here. And so the question, next question is, so why do we do it? <laughs> and one of the answers is because he says so. That's why. In the Bible, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. And in so many of Paul's letters, when he's writing to people, he actually starts them with thanks. He says, I thank God for you. You give thanks. Give thanks continuously. And the thing about giving thanks is it reminds us who we are and who God is. You know, at Christmas time, we had the opportunity to go to a place called Wintershaw. I know some of you have been before. It's in Surrey, and there, a village put on a nativity play. So the villagers, from old to young, dress up in full costume, and they act out the nativity story. And we went to watch it, and it was actually, it was, it was lovely. And it kind of told some of the stories of the side characters. It told a bit about the wise men coming in, and the shepherds, and the innkeeper's daughter was there. And at the end, the thing that really struck me personally was it had a real baby as Jesus. And they had a nativity scene at the end, and Jesus was right in the middle. And all these other characters that we'd seen were around the edge. And we knew about their lives, but all of a sudden it just made me go, oh, of course, it's all about Jesus. 
And you know, we know that, don't we? I know that in my head. Of course I know Christmas is all about Jesus. I told you that all through December. Christmas is about Jesus. But it was one of those moments when I just went, oh, it really is all about Jesus. Whether the information went from here into here. And that really affected my worship at Christmas, just thinking about that. And giving thanks is an opportunity for us to do that, for us to really focus on who God is, on what he's like, on what he's done, and to realize that it's not actually about me. It's not actually about us. Important as we are, busy as our lives are, all the things that we do and what have you, but it's actually, it's all about him. And as we give him thanks, that's what we're reminding ourselves. The Bible also tells us there actually is real trouble ahead if we don't. There are some dangerous consequences if we choose not to give thanks. It can make us self-focused. It can make us bitter. It can make us think that it is all about us. And in Romans and in Hebrews, it just reminds us that we should be giving thanks to keep our eyes fixed heavenwards. (laughs) So am I convincing you? That's why we're doing what we're doing today. So when should we give thanks? Well, whenever we pray, Paul says in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So in every situation, with thanksgiving. So we do need to give our request to God, that's important, but we do it with thanksgiving, recognising who he is and what we know of him already and what he's already done. You know, when we teach the kids, sometimes we have a prayer model called the teaspoon model. If any of you are cooks, um, you'll know if you've got to add a teaspoon of this or a teaspoon of that in a recipe. The little symbol is TSP. And for the kids, sometimes we take a teaspoon in and we say, it's T for thank you, S for sorry, and P for please. That's how to remind us, just a model for praying. And thank you comes first. Thank you, God, for what you've done and who you are. And so I can hear you say, well... Okay, that's all very well, Joe. Life's going well for you at the moment. Things are happy. Family looks settled. That's good. What about me? What about the really hard situation that I'm in? What about the fact that I'm looking for work, that my accommodation is unsettled? I don't know what's happening in my family. There's a crisis going on. Does this really apply to me? And the thing is, the Bible says, in every situation. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to say thank you to God for all the horrible things that are happening. It's not that we're reveling in our distress or in our upset. But in every situation, we can know God's peace and his presence. And there's that really challenging verse, isn't there? I think it's in James. Let me just check. Yeah, it's in James when it says, Consider it pure joy, brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy. Because you know that your testing testing of your faith will develop perseverance. So even in these very tricky times... We can know God with us. We can know our faith growing and developing. And we can know his peace and his presence. And that's sometimes where thanksgiving becomes a discipline. I don't know if you've seen that really popular book, which is called One Thousand Gifts by Anne uh, Voskamp, I think her name is. It was on the, the New York Times bestseller list for something like 30 weeks last year. And she was a lady who had some real tragedies in her life but felt challenged by God to start keeping a written list of what she was thankful for. And it was things as simple as a hot cup of coffee in the morning or seeing my kids smile. And it just reminded her to look at what, was good, what God was doing and to see him at work in lots of different ways, even in the midst of very hard situations. 
And so maybe that's something you want to think about doing. You know, um, another friend was saying that they've started to keep a thank you jar at home. And when something happens that they've really noticed that God's done or an encouragement or something happens, they write it down and put it in the jar. And then once a month, they open it up and see what it is that God's done so that they can say thank you, a way of remembering God's activity in our lives. So what should we give thanks for? Any ideas? Shout them out. <laughs> everything. Thank you, Jackie. How about a little bit more specific than that? <laughs> Jackie's giving thanks for everything. What can we give thanks for? Health. Health. Great. Anything else? Life. Family. Yeah. iPods. Brilliant. Was it iPods? Bible. I beg your pardon. Bible and iPods. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Asa. I didn't hear you right. But some people would say iPods. Uh, chocolate. Anything else? Grace. Grace. Yes. Church, friends, family, loads of different things that we can give thank you for. And in a few minutes, we're going to have time to think specifically about what you want to say thank you for. Because it's really easy, isn't it, to have these catch-all things. Thank you for my family. What actually is it that you want to thank God for, for your family? You know, we have our prayer room upstairs and we've had our thank you um, part of the wall. And I'm meant to bring, I'm sorry, I've left them upstairs, all the things that people have added on recently, some wonderful things. And one thing that Paul Phillips really challenged us with was be specific. Don't just say thank you for food. Why don't you say thank you, God, for Thai green curry that makes my taste buds tingle. And I just thought, yeah, God is specific when he creates and invents and makes these things, isn't he? And we can be specific as we give him thanks. So what did you ask God for in the last year? How did he answer? And how can we thank him? So the next question is, well, how? Oh, and I think I'll let's go back a bit. There we go. There are different ways that we can give thanks together. And in fact, no, one of them is through communion. And we're going to have the opportunity to share communion this morning. In Luke 22, it talks about Jesus. It says, he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, meaning this was his, his friends, his disciples, when they were having their last meal together. And the Greek word, I'm reliably informed, for he gave thanks, is Eucharistio. And that's why we have the name the Eucharist. That's where that comes from. Because our communion meal, our Eucharist, is a Thanksgiving meal. And the thing that really struck me was that when Jesus broke the bread, he said, this is a symbol of my body. My body is going to be broken. And yet, I give thanks. And so today, you might be looking into the next week, the next year, thinking, I know there are some hard things coming. I feel like maybe my body is going to be broken, whether that's a physical thing or a metaphorical thing. You know, you may be struggling with ill health. There may be situations that you don't know how they're going to be resolved. And yet, like Jesus, we can choose to give thanks. And this was one of Jesus' last instructions to his disciples, to his friends. He said, take the bread, take the wine, do this, give thanks and remember me. And as followers of Jesus, that's what we're to do, we're to give thanks and remember him. So let's get on to the real practicalities. How are we going to do it today? How are we going to respond today? In just a moment, we're just going to have some quiet music. And I just invite you to sit quietly where you are and think about how you might like to give thanks. I'm not going to pass the microphone around so everyone has to speak. You don't have to do that. 
but it might be that you'd like to. And because you've had a bit of a heads up, some people have already spoken to me or emailed me and said they would like to tell something publicly, to share something of God's goodness and what he's done in the past year. And there's a chance for that in a little while. But first, we're going to have a, a personal time. Sorry, I can't even see the screen from there as well. And so I invite you to do something practical. At the front here, we've got some post-it notes and some pens. And you might want to do one of these things or all of them. I invite you to get a post-it note. And if you want to be thankful to God for sending Jesus for something to do with your coming to know him, we call that salvation, then write on the post-it note, and why not come and just stick it on our cross here? What are we thankful for? It might be that you want to write on a postcard near the back, just where we had our um, prayer tree before Christmas. I've reconvened that today, and it's actually become our Thanksgiving tree. And so if you want to write on a postcard something specific that you're thankful to God for, then write it and pop it on the tree. This is a way of sharing, because afterwards we can go and read and see what God's been doing with one another. It might be that you want to just come and draw a picture. We've got some pastels down the front, that that's your way of expressing thanks to God. And it might be that you want to share communion. And there are four stations at the back. One of them's gluten-free, as usual. And you can go and just serve communion, either take it yourself or else um, serve it with somebody else. And if you remember, usually we tear some bread and we just dip it in the juice. That's the way we do things here. But if you know God, if you're following Jesus, then you're really welcome to do that. So we're going to have a time of quiet. Then we're going to say, one, two, three, go. And I'd love you to find a way to respond one way or another or in a couple of different ways. And then after that, we're going to come together and I'm going to invite those folk who have asked me to share publicly to come and do that. And it might be that you're sitting there now going, oh, I wish I'd emailed her. I wish I had. Well, if there's time at the end, then I'd love you to come and speak to and tell us publicly what it is that you're thankful to God for. And then at the very end, we're going to sing songs of worship together and we're going to have our offering. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because in the Bible, they often had thank offerings. And so perhaps if you're contributing to the offering today, this might be just a way that you remember and go, thank you, God, for what you've given me. Let me give you something back. So Nigel's just going to play on the keyboard. Let's sit quietly. We're going to spend a few minutes thinking about what it is that you want to thank God for. So guys, I know once you've got started, you can't stop, which is great. We should be overflowing with thankfulness. But can I encourage you to um, kind of complete your writing down and come and find your seats again? Okay. <laughs> I knew. See? But that's um, my personal thanksgiving to God. But as far as the Compassion Ministries go, um, we, throughout the year... We have reached out into the community in many ways. I want to just read one testimony. This came to me. Somebody said um, they put this in their magazine. It was some friends of the family. And she wrote and said, I hope you don't mind, but I've put this in. So it was a bit late. But I just read it to you because um, friends of the family would like to thank the children's storehouse within the Vineyard Church in Winchester for providing some of our children with school uniform for their school, new school term. Uh, the team was so supportive in sourcing the correct items of clothing in correct sizes and colors for various local schools in time for the start of term. The team are also great at supporting us throughout the year to um, families who require clothing, shoes um, for for children of up to 11 it said but actually that's changing to up to 16 um 
also um, we've done not just school uniform, we've actually streamlined the food store, which Jill um, Jameson is now um, running, but you've seen all the bags, and thank you to everyone. And thank God for this marvelous um, thing, because now the, f the food store is, is full, and it's been going out much more quickly. It's more streamlined, so we can actually, when we're busy, on a Thursday, if somebody comes in for food, um, we actually can give them more attention rather than scrabbling through um, food. So um, please ask about any of these things to Jill or myself um, if you have any queries. And then that Christmas, you all helped with um, the Christmas hampers. Five years ago, we were giving 30 hampers away at Christmas. And um, we had that from the Compassion Budget. Over the last um, couple of years, we have actually opened it up to the church. And so we've done it as a team. And through your generosity, we've actually um, we provided, in total, this year, 79 um, hampers, 32 of which um, actually were provided directly from donations from the church and the rest was made up from the church compassion budget so um people have been so amazed and i've just got a couple of testimonies um that i'll uh, just read out to you quickly quickly um <clears throat> my client was feeling low and not looking forward to christmas it's such a sad and lonely time the hamper lifted his spirits and he was so grateful for being thought of it is such a pleasure to be able to nominate someone Another one, my client spent ages going through the box, loved the red um, straw as an indication of being special. And that was Jill and my heart when we were planning it, that it would make it more special for people. So we were blessed on that. Um, she looked through the items one by one, calling for her partner to see each and identifying a day um, on which to have what um, and to so they could spread out the pleasure. Um, great joy to, um, from them both. Um, and another, just I'll finish with an uh, interesting one, because one of the joys of the storehouse, it reaches out into the community, and we've made amazing relationships with um, so many agencies. We have nearly 40 agencies on the books now. And um, people that nominate people for hampers, um, one of the ladies came along, um, and she picked them up and she said, this is such a generous church. She said that you would provide us these hampers so that we can give them to our clients. And she was just blown away with that. So we're reaching all ends of the spectrum and we're doing it together. So thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. That's great. And, you know, it just reminds me of that verse in the New Testament where... Um, Paul writes and says that people will see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. And God, we just thank you for the ability to be generous. Thank you for all you've given us so that we can give it away. And we just want to pray for each of those people who have received compassion this year, that they would turn their thanks to you, that they would praise our Father in heaven. Now, I'd like to invite the band back. Becca, would you like to come and just share your story? Yeah, no, that'd be great. And do you know, I'm thrilled because there have been a number of you who've said you'd like to come and share something, and there isn't time to do that publicly. But what I'd love you to do is to come and tell me, and we can always make room in our services over the next few weeks to have those stories that we haven't had time for today. Is that okay? So just because it's not called Thanksgiving next week doesn't mean we have to stop giving thanks. But Becca, come and just tell us yours. 
And you can write it on Facebook, Nigel says, if that's your thing. Um, I have shared with you before, my sister I was battling ovarian cancer. Two years ago, she was diagnosed with um, stage three ovarian cancer. Sadly, over the last two years, she's lost both her ovaries. But this past week, um, the doctors declared her totally cancer-free and um, it's a real answer to prayer. So thank you for your prayers. And her non-Christian surgeon said, you told me about the power of prayer. When we looked inside you, we couldn't believe we were looking at the same patient. So wow, praise God. that's great. Thank you. Wonderful. Wow. Great. So shall we stand together as we sing our songs of thanks? This is a way of expressing corporately thanks to God for his presence, for his gift of Jesus, for his provision, for healing, for all these different things. And so let's focus on him and worship him now. And we know lifting voices high, 
listen to a certain song It's love and just forever It's by the grace of God we will carry on It's love and just Amen. And just to remind you of that verse I read right at the beginning from Psalm 106, praise the Lord, praise the Lord and give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. How long is that? Forever. How long is that? Forever. Um, Hillary said that I should uh, um, come and pray a blessing on you all and Hillary doesn't often tell me what to do but when she does... I kind of do it. So, um, so not because I'm anything special, but in my role as the leader of the church, um, I want to pray a blessing on, well, we, we want to bless the Lord first, which we've done already. So, Lord, we bless you, and we thank you, and we give you all our hearts and all our, all our praise and all our honor and all our glory. It's just a privilege to be in your presence this morning. Amen. And uh, Hilary also said that I should pray a blessing on Joe because she's the one who's brought this to us this morning. And, and taking us down this road. So perhaps one or two of you might just pray for her. We just pray your blessing on her, on Joe, as she uh, continues to step into all that you have for her and the leadership that you've given her in this church and in, among us. 
And we thank you for her heart to bless and serve. And we pray your blessing, an enormous blessing on her. In Jesus' name. And uh, why don't we pray a blessing on each of us so you can put your hand on yourself. (laughs) Um, I, I bless you. We bless you to be a thankful people who walk in God's presence, who know his love and grace. Who, take, who are windows to a, an aching and broken world, windows of his love and light, that we shine, that, that all of us shine with his glory and that we reflect all the goodness that he brings. And I bless you, all of you, all of us to be that. And the blessing of God Almighty and the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us and all our loved ones and all our families and friends and all our colleagues and the places where we go this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we really have to stop. So um, if you need to get your kids, get your kids. But if you do want to receive prayer, if there's anything else you want to kind of address, then come and somebody will pray for you. Bless you guys. See you soon.